Live from the Delta Media Studios in Upper Lafayette, here is the producer extraordinaire, Hannah Five Names, and your big, bald, beautiful host, Raymond Parts III, better known as RP3. Oh, good morning. Welcome to RP3 and Company right here. On the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. We are broadcasting live from Lake Charles Golf and Country Club because it is Chittimacha, Louisiana Open, presented by Miss Strauss Week. That's right. We'll be here today, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Yours truly, and of course, the man. Who needs no introductions? The footsie. Kevin Foot in footnotes. We'll be broadcasting live just on the other side of the 18th green here for one of the best tournaments and one of the best events the state of Louisiana and, of course, Acadiana puts on year after year. I'm here, which means the producer extraordinaire, Miss Hannah Five Names, is holding things down back in. The Game Studios. Good morning, Hannah. How are you? I'm lonely, but I'm doing great. It is 6.04. We are not starting off well if you're already lonely. (laughs) It's going to be a long week, five names. Luckily, I got my apple, my water, and my friends today. It's going to be a long week, five names. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. We got a great show lined up for you today. We got... Not one, not two, but three guests because it was a busy weekend. And when I say busy weekend, I'm I'm just not talking about conference tournaments coming to a close and Selection Sunday happening yesterday for college basketball. We'll get to that, obviously. But whew, we got to talk about the Will Wade situation. He was fired. Shown the door. LSU did not play around with that. I do wonder if the team would have kept playing in the SEC tournament. What would have happened? Would that news would have happened today? Let's say they made it all the way to the tournament championship, but they part ways with their head coach. We'll talk with Jeff Palermo from Tiger Rag Radio and the sports director for the Louisiana Radio Network. He'll join us at 7.30 to discuss that. It was a big weekend on the diamond for the Raging Cajuns. Both softball and baseball gets a series victory. Record-setting one for the softball team, now 65 in a row, that they've won conference series as they open up Sunbelt play with a series victory over Georgia State. It wasn't easy, but they got the job done. And Matt Diggs' team, a very good University of Houston Cougars team, came to town. Game got washed out, or postponed rather, in the eighth inning on Friday night. Got pushed to Saturday. They had to finish that and then play Saturday's game. Yet the Cajuns found a way on Sunday to wrap up the series, win the rubber match as they recorded 17 hits in a lopsided win as they took the series victory from the Cougars. We'll talk about that, break all that down with Jay Walker 
the longtime voice of the Raging Cajuns. He'll join us at 8 o'clock at his new time slot every single week. But then on 8.30, we'll be talking New Orleans Saints football in the NFL with our buddy John J. Hendricks from Sports Illustrated. Busy weekend for the Saints as it is reported over and over again that they're trying to do whatever they can to get Deshaun Watson, the starting quarterback, or at least two years ago he was the starting quarterback, the franchise quarterback for the Houston Texans, who was not charged by a grand jury last week, thus paving the way for him to be traded, competing for the Saints for Deshaun Watson services, the Carolina Panthers. So those are our three guests today, of course. We'll take your phone calls, 337-706-0111. That's 337-706-0111. And before we get started, though, got to make sure to shout out our sponsors for making this happen for us. Without them, we couldn't be out there, out here, rather. Got to thank Tibbs Trailers. When you're thinking trailers, you got to think Tibbs Trailers. Whether you tug it, tow it, or transport, Tibbs Trailers is your headquarters for enclosed flatbeds or hydraulic trailers. You won't find a better selection than Tibbs Trailers between Scott and Doosan. Rope, soap, and dope. Acadiana's workplace authority for over 20 years. They're offering supplies for all your industrial safety and janitorial needs. Online at ropesoapanddope.com or visit their showroom on Highway 90 to find out how they can help your business. The Cigar Merchant. You're always welcome to light up at the Cigar Merchant. Acadiana's premier cigar and pipe tobacco shop located in the Oil Center. And, of course, Golf Connection USA. GolfConnectionLouisiana.com. TaylorMade Stealth Driver is there. Oh, yeah, the one we've been telling you about. Large variety of golf bags and shoes. They're located right there on 2009 West Pinhook Road in Lafayette. So, once again, thanks to our sponsors this week for helping us be out here for the Chittimacha Louisiana Open. Whew, got a lot to get to today, lots of recap, but we're going to start off with LSU. Day after they're eliminated from the SEC tournament by losing to Arkansas for a third straight time, the surprising news comes out that they are parting ways with Will Wade. And when I say parting ways, I mean he was fired. Five years at the helm, three years almost to the day where he was suspended at the end of the regular season and then missed out on the NCAA tournament run. If you remember Skylar Mays, Javante Smart, that team, that those Tigers with an interim coach made a run in the NCAA tournament and made it all the way to the Sweet 16 that year. But LSU had had enough. And apparently the severity of the notice of allegations by the NCAA finally forced LSU's hand, and they parted ways with Will Wade, fired him with cause, by the way. They're not going to pay him a single dime that is left on his contract. Because remember when he got in trouble, when Yahoo Sports first reported about the federal government's wiretap discussions, which have Wade on there talking about an offer, with a dirty middleman for shoe companies slash agent. LSU, when they suspended him, they brought him back. They redid his deal. Former athletic director Joe Oliva did that, which made it easier for LSU to fire Will Wade in the future. Okay, we're going to bring him back. They're, they're like, Will, 
you do this, these are the things. And if you violate any of these, you're gone. Joe Oliva did that while he was walking out the door. Well, that allowed new athletic director or new-ish athletic director, Scott Woodward, to pull the trigger and fire him with cause. And I can't remember the last time a coach was fired the weekend that his team received the number six seed in in the Midwest region. Midwest Regional. I mean, the Tigers are the sixth seed. They're taking on 11 seed Iowa State on Friday. They made it to the big dance. Third straight year in a row. First time they've made three straight three straight NCAA tournament appearances since they made that great run in the 90s under former coach Dale Brown. Yet, it was so severe, everything that occurred for Will Wade that they had to part ways with him. They did not have a choice. Five level one violations. Five. I mean, just five level one violations. Also, obstructing an investigation by concealing evidence, unethical conduct, and that cheating was planned, schemed, and purposeful. When the president and the athletic director both come out and they fire you, the day after you're eliminated from the SEC tournament, that tells you everything that you need to know, the severity. Because, look, they stood by him when those wiretap conversations were part of an HBO documentary last summer. They didn't get rid of him then. They stood by him after he was suspended, after the initial Yahoo Sports report. They stood by him then. Didn't fire him. They suspended him, but they didn't fire him. They stuck with it. But when they got these notice of allegations, just wow. Quote, violated the principles of ethical conduct and provided impermissible cash payments to the former fiancé of a student athlete in order to buy her silence regarding prior and current impermissible inducements to student-athletes. What? Made cash payments to the former fiancé of a student-athlete in order to buy her silence. Um, I mean, this is the type of stuff like like Bruce Pearl and Rick Pitino stand back and go, well, that's impressive. That's impressive. Buy it off the old fiancé, the ex-fiancé of a former student-athlete? Oh, watch out now. Sources told media outlets that the scope of the allegations and the notice of allegations by the NCAA is the reason for his dismissal. And that way, he does not expect it to be paid out any of the remaining money on his deal. None of it. None of it. Just, wow. Wow. Apparently, Wade also used his wife's bank accounts 
to make some of these payments. Whew. I just... What... You knew this was going to end poorly, right? Any of us that follow the program or follow college basketball or just follow sports here in the state, you out there listening right now, making your commute to work or school this morning, you knew this was going to end poorly, right? You knew this was going to end poorly. I knew this was going to end poorly. Even producer extraordinaire Hannah Five Names knew this was going to end poorly for Will Wade in LSU. How quickly, though, we went from this team just a few months ago was undefeated, nearly ranked in the top ten, to struggling with injuries, powering through that, being a flawed team but still going to be an NCAA tournament team. And sure enough, number six seed in the Midwest Regional, they get to go to Milwaukee and take on Iowa State. Tiger Cyclones meeting for the first time on the hardwood in the NCAA tournament, and if they win, they'll more than likely play the winner. Uh, they more than likely will face Wisconsin in the round of 32. This is a team going to the NCAA tournament. He's gone. That, that's how severe the claims, the allegations, and the notice of allegations are where the school president and the athletic director are like, we got to get this guy out of Dodge now. Now. And it's also worth noting that the football team in the notice of allegations was credited for being forthcoming and working and trying to be transparent with their investigation by the NCAA. That involves the Odell Beckham paying money to players or giving money to players after the national championship game and some other recruiting violations. But just uh, just amazing. Just amazing. It is what an end. And what about Scott Woodward here, the athletic director? His first year, he steps into the 2019 football team that wins a national title. Since then, he's had to deal with a global pandemic, had to replace the football coach after things came off the tracks. Has had to replace the baseball coach, who retired, the gymnastics coach, who retired, the women's basketball coach, who was fired, and now he's going to have to replace the men's basketball coach. Yeah. <laughs> just, just I told Kenneth this last night. I was like, think about it. We are now in what? We're now in March. So they've now gone through – Kim Mulkey, first year head coach of the women's basketball team. Correct. They now have Jay Johnson going through, which is first year as a baseball coach for the LSU baseball team. Then you'll have Brian Kelly, who will be the, in the fall. new yeah. football coach in the fall. Then you'll come back to the spring again, and now you have a new basketball coach for the men's. New coach, new coach, new coach, new coach. It's like a new coach is like a great thing. <laughs> the he fire's is, going on. He is... There, there's no doubt Scott Woodward is, is having the opportunity to put his stamp on every athletic team. We didn't expect that when he got hired. You didn't expect that when they, he gets hired and they win the national championship in football. But sure enough, he's going to be able to have a chance to replace every major coach except for softball. Beth Torino, yeah. you're, you're fine for now. <laughs> and once again, his contract allowed him a contract that he willingly signed 
when he got suspended, they brought him back after the, the team made the NCAA tournament run to the Sweet 16. He was not part of that. So they brought that brought him back and said, okay, your suspension's over, but you have to redo this contract. And Wade's amended contract says the following. If the NCAA Committee on Infractions issues a formal notice of allegations of a level one or level two violation to LSU involving coach, LSU shall have cause to terminate coach's employment. There you go. Right there. Wow. Whew. And there are multiple acknowledgments in the notice of allegations. I'll say that again, that LSU football did comply in regard to football violations, accepted responsibility, and implemented penalties itself. The basketball team did not. The basketball team did not. I st still can't. Accused of providing a former fiancé of a student-athlete to keep her silence regarding payments to athletes. And reportedly, he made these payments from a joint account with his wife in his wife's name. Hey, honey. Um, yeah. Can you pick up the dry cleaning? I need, I need my new suit for the road trip. I need that done, if you don't mind. Yeah, yeah, I need that starched, lightly starched. Yes, please, hon. That'd be great. Also, um, while you're at it, can you go ahead and pay so-and-so's former fiancé? So, uh, it just it's just hush money. Okay? Go and put that in your to-do list. Thanks. Got the wife involved. Oh, unbelievable. Unbelievable. Also, assistant coach Bill Armstrong was fired as well. Unbelievable. We'll talk more about this coming up. Ooh, good start to today's show. And by the way, I've been found. In case you were following us on social media, you were worried that I was lost in the darkness. Not to worry. I have light. You're listening to RP3 and Company as we broadcast live from Leila Trump Golf and Country Club for the Chittimacha Louisiana Open presented by Mistross right here on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. P3 came to the station this morning to do only two things. Kick some ass and drink some beer. It's like we're almost out of beer. Well, it's kind of early for the latter, isn't it? Maybe. Probably. Maybe just a root beer or some flavored water. Back to more kick-ass sports talk with RP3 and company on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Teams have been selected for the biggest tournament of the year. There's only a few days left to join in in all the action before the first team tips off this Thursday. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers a shot to bet just $5 on any team to win, and you get $200 in free bets if they do. Yep, it's that simple. If they win, you win. DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also bet on college hoops with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use promo code 1037GAME. 
bet $5 on any College Hoops team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. If they win, you win with promo code 1037GAME this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 years or older to play. Availability does vary by pairs. Eligibility restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for full terms and conditions. Welcome back to RP3 and Company as we're broadcasting live from Le Triomphe Golf and Country Club here in lovely Broussard out on Highway 90. 190, rather. So, no, Highway 90. There we go. It's early in the morning. And I'm still trying to wrap my brain around all the allegations that Will Wade is being accused of. The man got his wife to allegedly pay former fiancé's hush money. Like, what? What? Just just why? <laughs> just... <sighs> but as we've seen over and over again, for all of you out there this morning that believe that this is the end of Will Wade, it's the end of Will Wade at LSU. It's not the end of Will Wade. If... Rick Patino and Bruce Pearl are still coaching teams. This is not going to be the end of Will Wade. He'll take a year off, deal with all the noise. He'll end up going to a smaller school that is desperate to have someone come in and be a winner and turn their program around. Because make no bones about it, if they could have found a way to keep Will Wade, they would have. He just made it impossible for them to keep him at LSU. LSU would have preferred to keep Will Wade because he won. He got him to the tournament. You want the winner. That's why you're doing this. Now, they had to get rid of him because of all the alleged dirty stuff that he's done. Made the university look bad. Made the athletic department look bad. And it finally got to a point where you had to part ways with him, right? Had to get rid of him. But if there would have been a preference, if they could have found a way to still keep Will Wade, they would have kept Will Wade. Right. So make no bones about it here. Will Wade will still be coaching. Now, he may go be an assistant in the NBA for a year or two. Maybe be an assistant somewhere else in college if he can put his ego aside. Once again, that's a big if. But he'll be back coaching. <laughs> We've seen this. See Bruce Pearl. See Rick Patino. See a litany of other guys in college basketball that violate the NCAA code, that violate the rule book, that get caught cheating, get caught doing things that are wildly questionable, immoral. However you want to describe it, doesn't matter. Does not matter. This feels so bad what? for Darius. <laughs> you, feel, you feel bad for Darius? Is that what you just said? Yes. You feel bad Poor for thing. Darius' days? Yes. In his senior <laughs> season, his same coach, he just, you know, he starts his freshman season, coach is gone at the NCAA tournament. Now it's his senior season. What's happened? <laughs> his same coach is gone for the NCAA <laughs> tournament. This poor thing is like, what the heck? <laughs> Listen to you. You're so, it's, that's amazing. I decided to come back for your season instead of going to the the NBA draft, and you know now my coach is gone. Great. Yeah, not there, not there. <laughs> now for the NCAA tournament, Darius Days and company, who they're going to have? 
Well, Kevin Nickelberry is going to be their guy. And LSU actually gave Kevin an opportunity to talk to the media. This happened yesterday. And we're going to hear from the man that's going to serve as the interim coach for the LSU men's basketball team. By the way, during the Will Wade's five years, they've had to have not one but two interim coaches for postseason tournaments. That's a legacy right there, let me tell you. Kevin Nickelberry, who's going to serve as interim LSU basketball coach, <clears throat> says that he feels confident that his group of guys, Xavier Pinson, Darius Days, and others, he feels confident that they are going to be able to get the job done and they're going to be able to push through everything that's going around the program right now. I feel confident that this staff can lead these young men to, uh, even in these challenging times, can lead them to where they want to be. You know, they've, they've had a great year. These guys have earned the right to be here. Darius Days has had an unbelievable career. This is his third straight NCAA tournament. Uh, would have been four, I think, uh, if we, for now for COVID. So he's, he's done an unbelievable job of being the leader this year. He's earned the right with the other guys, the young guys. We have a really young team. We have uh, the youngest team in the SEC, one of the youngest teams in the country. So th this, this team is, you know, obviously they were heartbroken. You know, these guys are resilient. They know the task at hand, and, you know, we're going we're gonna to love them up, and uh, we're going to make sure that they know that at the end of the day, adversity will, either, will bring us together, bring us closer. They're going to be leaning on the veteran guys, and in particular there's only one guy that's been through this, right? And you heard five names mention him, and that's Darius Days. He was part of that team three years ago that didn't have Will Wade. Now, I remember sitting inside Bridgestone Arena in Nashville covering the SEC tournament the week before the Chittimacha Louisiana Open, and they lost. They got upset by Florida that year in their first game as the one seed. And no Will Wade there. They had to interim coach, and you had to have Darius Days and Javante Smart and other guys answer questions to the media, us media folks, there inside Bridgestone Arena following an upset loss. Also, on top of it, everything swirling around their coach. Days has been there before, and Nickelberry admitted that they'll be leaning on Darius during this time. I was, again, he was the first person I talked with, uh, first player I met with last night, and I'm going to lean on him a lot. Because, again, it's easier for me to get the attention of guys because they know I've been a head coach. Uh, a lot of the guys I recruit, so they, it's, they know my, I have a relationship with them. So, and the same is, is for Darius. Darius has been through this before. I asked him to speak to the team, and he spoke to the team, and he's, and he's, and he's going to continue to mentor these kids and prepare them for this moment. Again, they call it a shining moment for a reason. This is a moment, and I think Darius has been through it, and I think he's very prepared to prepare these young guys for this moment. Nickelberry, if you wanting to know, he was a head coach at Hampton and also a head coach at Howard uh, before arriving at LSU. He's been on staff since 2019. He's also served as assistant before at Clemson and DePaul. So he's the man that's going to be in charge here now that Will Wade has been fired. And he was also asked, you know, you're thrust into this situation here. You go from being an assistant on a nationally ranked team that's going to the NCAA tournament to all of a sudden being the man in charge after the coach has been fired. 
and he was asked what his focus is, and this is what Coach Nickelberry had to say. Obviously, um, this time a couple of days ago, I, I didn't think I was going to be sitting here in life. You know, there's a lot of things going on in the world right now, a lot, a lot of adversity in the world, so it's a tough situation for everybody. But, you know, right now my responsibility is to be – I'm charged with the responsibility of getting these young men focused for the task at hand, which is the NCAA tournament. Task at hand is the NCAA tournament. It's a it's a it's a tough spot for Coach Nickelberry, but he's going to serve as the interim coach. The team needs a coach, right? They they still have a chance. They're a talented team. They've been wildly inconsistent all year, but they're still a, a talented team. And now they're going to have to rally, and they're going to have to figure out how to do this without their leader yet again. We'll see if LSU can make it happen. Once again, they'll be taking on Iowa State. That's a 6-11 matchup in the NCAA Men's Tournament's Midwest Regional. They'll be going to be playing Friday night in Milwaukee. We'll carry that game for you Friday night right here on the game. we got to take a timeout, though. When we come back, we will unveil our poll question of the day and so much more. You're listening to RP3 and Company broadcasting live from Lake Triumph Golf and Country Club here for the Chidmacha Louisiana Open presented by Miss Strauss. We'll be here all week. We got more coming up after this timeout. You're listening to the game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. P3 is the epitome of a high roller, constantly making large bets. But by doing that, the minimum bet is a dollar for a win, a dollar for a place, a dollar for a show. So it's essentially a $3 bet. That netted me a cool $6.70. What? Okay, so he's not a risk taker. He's your best bet for sports talk. 19. Hit me. 20. Hit me. 21. Hit me. 22. Go! Now, back to more RP3 and company on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. West Louisiana sports station wants to give you a chance to score the ultimate crawfish boil. Brought to you by J&J Exterminating, Kramer Equipment, and Cody's Crawfish. You can win two sacks of live crawfish, a pot, a burner, ice chest, paddle, tumbler, chairs. I'm talking the good chairs. I'm not talking about the chairs that can't support your boy RP3. Just saying. I'm on a diet, by the way. First week, lost seven pounds. What up? Trying to get under 300 pounds. That's the goal. But these are good chairs. I digress. These are good chairs. You're also going to get a $500 Visa gift card and tickets to a Houston Astros game. What? This may be the best thing we've ever given away. To win the Ultimate Crawfish Bowl, though, you have to sign up today for the Game Rewards Club at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com so you can score the Ultimate Crawfish Boil. Once again, brought to you by J&J Exterminating, Kramer Equipment, Cody's Crawfish, and the game, 1037 Lafayette, and 1041 Lake Charles. I told you before our timeout, 
that we had a poll question of the day. Let's say it. What was the most surprising NFL news of the weekend? Because with everything going on, Will Wade drama at LSU, both baseball and softball going on for the Tigers and McNeese and the Raging Cajuns, baseball back, negotiations happening in Major League Baseball. Is Carlos Correa going to come back to the Astros? What is Freddie Freeman doing with the Braves? There's a lot going on. And not to mention, you also had the Players' Championship, which, by the way, still hasn't finished its third round because of severe weather in South Florida there at TPC Sawgrass. A lot going on. We're going to do a quick timeout and see if we can get Ray sound back. Lost that big, ball and beautiful sound. There, there we, we go. go. Can you hear can you me, hear five, me vibes? five vibes? I can hear you, 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 you. Let's take a quick break, break here, break here to, see to see if I can get this fixed. fixed. We'll, we'll come back. back. We'll just have an extended portion for the final segment of our number one poll question of the day though go vote on that what was the most surprising nfl news of the weekend brady ending his retirement saints pursuing deshaun watson kirk cousins still getting paid or amari cooper being traded to the browns go vote on our poll question of the day leave your comments on facebook and twitter we'll take a brief time out more of rp3 and company broadcasting live from late Triumph golf and country club for the Chittimacha Louisiana Open, presented by Mistross, right here on the game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. There are some hosts that talk like they know everything, but you don't have to worry about our guy, RP3. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. That's because he never knows what he's talking about. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. Back to the show in the know. RP3 and company on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. I can't be doing too much dancing out here. You know, we're in a trailer and I'm a large gentleman. So if I do too much dancing like I typically do back in the Game Studios, trailer could be swaying a little bit. I know I'm trying to lose weight. I'm doing a good job with that, but yeah. Don't want to damage anything out here in the trailer. Is that what you recommend, five names? Uh, Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for being so confident in that. Yes, 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 uh, probably. Yes, uh, well, I would not do that. We unveiled the poll question of the day. It was about a busy weekend for the NFL. Tom Brady decides to steal the thunder of everyone over the weekend, announced that he's coming back. There has been some grumblings about that. But Tommy decides to come back. I'm sure the one and only Mr. Green is very happy about that, as that still makes Tampa Bay a contender out of the NFC. Kirk Cousins, meanwhile, still is getting paid a lot of money. And I'm not for sure why. It's, it's, it's curious how much money this man has made in his life. He is 59-59-2 and 59 and two overall as an NFL quarterback. Yet he has made $231 
million dollars in his career. In his career. The Vikings gave him an extension. He's going to make $30 million fully guaranteed this coming year. And then he's going to make $40 million fully guaranteed in 2023. No one in the history of the National Football League, and I mean no one, no one, has hustled harder to make an enormous amount of money for being a slightly above average player. No one. No, no one ever. He is undisputed. You can't even be mad at Kirk because he is hustled and he has found the most desperate people to give him money. Like The Vikings are so desperate to have a franchise quarterback that they continually are okay taking the guy or the gal that's really a six or a seven home at the end of the night trying to make themselves believe that they're a ten. Give it up to Kirk Cousins. $230 million to be a slightly above-average quarterback. Unbelievable. Shout-out to him. I'm not even mad. So Tom Brady unretires. Kirk Cousins continually is convincing people to give him an enormous amount of money, which, shout-out to him. The Cowboys trade Amari Cooper to the Browns, which was kind of an under-the-radar move for their supposed number one wide receiver shipping him out. But the big news, of course, was the Saints and Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson, after the grand jury found him, uh, did not charge him with any of the charges that were brought to him for the sexual harassment, sexual assault charges stemming from massages from masseuses. More than 20 different women did not charge him. Now, let's be clear here. Just because a grand jury did not fine you, you know, did not charge you with something, does not mean that you're innocent. Just doesn't mean that there wasn't enough evidence to charge you. There's a difference. Is Deshaun Watson a top-tier flight quarterback in the National Football League? Yes. Does he have a reputation for being a great teammate and a great leader from his days at Clemson and his days with the Houston Texans? Yes. So, dynamic playmaker at quarterback, check. All reports, great teammate, great leader in the locker room, both in college and in the NFL. And he's, what, 26 years old? 25, 26 years old? just now getting into the prime of his career. This guy could be a difference maker for your franchise. But all of that other stuff, more than 20 different women, there's going to be civil suits involved. The team forced him to stay out last year because of his legal problems. And apparently, the Saints and the Panthers 
are your two front runners to land Deshaun Watson. How do we feel about that? If you're a Saints fan, how do you feel about that? Because I've been, I've been tracking this over the weekend, and there's a multitude of different things to look at here. Some Saints fans feel gross about their team going after Deshaun Watson. I understand that. There's also been both male and female media members, reporters, that have expressed, just brutally honest, how they feel kind of gross about it. Makes sense. Completely understand it. I've also seen fans, though, that say he wasn't charged. He's not charged. Grand jury did not charge him with anything. There's nothing legally stating that he did anything wrong. And many fans will point to, well, other guys got second chances as well, like Michael Vick. And Michael Vick went to prison. And Michael Vick did get to have a great redemption story, didn't he? Andy Reid gave him a shot, and he became a great redemption story on what you can do after you fall off, you know, run your career off the tracks and your life off the tracks. I get that point, too. I do. And I think both sides can be right. That's how I feel about it. There were people that had issues with the Saints signing Jameis Winston because of what happened, the allegations that surrounded Winston back at Florida State, sexual assault. It's not an issue that people are just kind of impartial about. You have people that are very... You have people that are very... that are very passionate about it. And you can understand why. You have people that are very passionate about it on both sides. But I also understand the fan that's out there that goes, I'm just a fan of the team. I don't care about the off-the-field stuff. I have no illusions that my team is filled with choir boys because they're not. The only thing I care about as a fan is if my team wins. And if we trade multiple picks, and allegedly it's going to take multiple first-round picks and some players, keep hearing thoughts that either Eric McCoy or Ryan Ramchick maybe have to be thrown into the deal to be able to get Deshaun Watson, that many of you fans out there, the only thing you care about is your team winning. And you're like, I don't live my life that way. I personally don't live my life that way. I personally don't tolerate that in my own life. I wouldn't be supportive of that, but I root for my team. So there's layers to this. And it's not a... It's interesting to see the reaction. Because many people are go for... Go for it. Get Deshaun Watson. Bring him to New Orleans. And you have other people... They say, no, I'd rather not. I'd rather just stick with what we have. I'd rather not have to deal with all that baggage. And then you have others that say, it makes me feel dirty. I don't like it. 
I believe that he's guilty on some things because more than 20 women can't be lying. So he did something wrong. But I still love the black and gold. I'm going to cheer him on. It's been a weird offseason for the Saints, and it's just going to get weirder, especially if they're able to land Deshaun Watson. Apparently, Deshaun has the no-trade clause, so he's going to decide who he's going to go with. He's going to interview with both teams, but multiple reports. Saints, Panthers, both are all in to try to get Deshaun Watson, and we'll see what happens there. That's going to do it for our number one here on RP3 and Company. Oh, man, it was a good start to today's show. But we're going to try to be better in hour number two. Phone lines are open. Give us a call. 337-706-0111. 337-706-0111. You're listening to RP3 and Company, broadcasting live from Lake Triumph Golf and Country Club here for the Chidmacha Louisiana Open, presented by Mistross. You're listening to 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Live from the Delta Media Studios in Upper Lafayette, here is the producer extraordinaire, Hannah Five Names, and your big, bald, beautiful host, Raymond Parts III, better known as RP3. How can you not be wanting to dance this morning, especially if you're out here just looking at the beautiful Lake Triumph Golf and Country Club? The sun is starting to rise on the horizon. It's starting to get a little lighter outside. There is some cloud cover out there, a little bit of a wind. It's cloudy this morning, but it is beautiful out here at one of the best places to watch an event for golf. We're going to be here all week on RP3 and Company. So is Kevin Foote in Footnotes. He follows us, of course, from 9 to 11, as we'll be broadcasting live right here, the home of the Chittimacha Louisiana Open, presented by Mistross. That's right. All week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, we'll be out here. And we'll be having a great time. And, of course, we'll talk more about the tournament as the week progresses, like we always do. It's been a tradition for us to be out here in our trailer. Of course, if you're out here sometime during the week, you're coming to see it as a spectator, or maybe you're going to be part of the Pro-Ams on Wednesday. I'll be part of the Pro-Am that afternoon. Not really for sure how much of a pro I am, but you know. You, 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 know. you can always stop by the trailer. Say hi to us. We'd love to hear from you. As we're right here, you can see the grandstands right in front of me. 18th green grandstands here for the Chidmatch Louisiana Open. Of course, we'll talk more about this tournament as the week progresses. But, right now, it's time for us to Play revisit. Play hide and seek. <laughs> <laughs> the, 
lost the light there. I lost the light there. Still, it's still, still, it's still a little too dark outside for us to use the natural light. So we got the the old uh, artificial light here to help brighten <laughs> up your day. It says officially seven seventeen. The sun should be up. O- official. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna be looking out for it. Because that's, I'm, what, I'm the, right that's here what the Google says. That's what the Google says. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Google. Shout out to Google for letting us know about that. No, it's always it's always a blast being out here for the golf tournament. Danny Jones, the executive director, you know him as the voice of STM football as well, but he puts on, he and his staff do a tremendous job out here. And I've said it before, I have covered PGA Tour events, including uh, the Shell Houston Open and others, and I've covered other Golf tournaments. This is one of my favorites. This is one of the best out there. They just do such a tremendous job with putting this on. And it's and it's I'm excited. I'm personally excited because this is gonna be the first time it's been back to pre pandemic levels. You know, it was last year, no spectators. So it was a weird feeling being on the course just with officials and workers and covering the golf tournament that way. The year before, they had to cancel the golf tournament the week of. The pandemic started to ramp up, and they had to make the decision the week of. I think it was like that Monday or – I think it was the Monday, that Monday or Tuesday they made the decision they were forced to cancel the golf tournament that week. So this will be back what it was before then, and we're always out here, so we're excited about that. want to take a moment to thank our sponsors for making this happen for us, having us set up here in our trailer for the entire week on the golf course. That, of course, is – Tibbs Trailers. You're thinking trailers, you got to think Tibbs Trailers. Whether you tug it, tow it, or transport it, Tibbs Trailers is your headquarters for enclosed flatbeds or hydraulic trailers. You won't find a better selection for Tibbs Trailers between Scott and Doosan. Rope, soap, and dope. It's Acadiana's workplace authority for over 20 years. They offer supplies for all your industrial safety and janitorial needs. Go online at ropesoapanddope.com or visit their showroom on Highway 90 to find out how they can help your business. Of course, the Cigar Merchant, you're always welcome to light up at the Cigar Merchant. It's Acadiana's premier cigar and pipe tobacco shop located in the Oil Center. And, of course, Golf Connection USA, golfconnectionlouisiana.com. The TaylorMade Stealth Driver is at Golf Connection. They have a large variety of golf bags and shoes. You can visit their store at 2009 West Pinhook Road in Lafayette. So, once again, thank you to all of our sponsors for helping make this week happen. For us here on the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. We covered a lot of topics in hour number one here in RP3 and Company. We led off, of course, with the Will Wade saga, fired Saturday by LSU's president and athletic director, based on the notice of allegations that the NCAA finally handed to LSU. Remember, this was three years ago this week that LSU played in the NCAA tournament without Will Wade because he had been suspended for the initial investigation done by Yahoo Sports. That was based on the wiretap discussions that came up during a federal government investigation trial into this shady middleman who was wannabe Middleman between shoe companies and basketball players, and he was a wannabe agent and all types of shadiness. He went to prison. But he was on 
wiretaps discussing the infamous strong offer by Will Wade. He got suspended for that. But when they did allow him to come back, Joe Oliva, one of his parting, I guess, accomplishments, was making sure the contract for Will Wade was written in a way, redone, would, would have made it easier for LSU to fire him if things got worse. Well, it got worse. The notice of allegations, five level one violations. He allegedly paid an ex-fiance of a former student-athlete hush money to not to discuss about payments to said player and others. And he utilized his wife's checking account for that. I mean, five level one violations. Five. You got to work pretty hard to do that. Pretty hard to do that. Five level one violations. And other things that came up. Impeding an investigation. Concealing information. Obstructing an investigation by concealing evidence. Unethical conduct. And that cheating was not only planned, schemed, and was purposeful. After they examined all of that, LSU felt it couldn't go further with Will Wade as their coach, so they had to make a decision. And they parted ways. Now they have an interim coach yet again coaching this team in the postseason. While the men's team prepares for its NCAA tournament without its head coach, yet again. The women, which we didn't touch on in hour number one, they got the three seed in the women's tournament. They're going to be in the Spokane Regional. They got the three seed. They're taking on SWAC champion Jackson State. That'll be Saturday. We don't have a time yet on that game. We'll find out that out today. But the LSU Tigers under Kim Mulkey, They'll be hosting that game. That's how the women's tournament's set up, that the higher seeds can host the first couple of rounds. So LSU has an opportunity to host not one but two NCAA tournament games. They'll get to action on Saturday as they are the three seed in one regional. Unfortunately, it's the same regional with Stanford. So that could be a bit of a buzzsaw for Kim Mulkey's team. But once again, this is a team that won eight games a year ago. The fact that they're even a three seed and they won 25-plus games is an immense accomplishment. Of course, we also touched on in our number one, not only the Will Wade saga and what the LSU men's basketball team is going to have to do with that. We also touched on the Deshaun Watson. Saints and Panthers are apparently are all in on trying to secure the former franchise quarterback for the Houston Texans. Once again, he was not charged by a grand jury on multiple counts based on allegations brought forth by former masseuses and assistants at massage parlors about his behavior bordering on sexual harassment and sexual assault. He was cleared, not necessarily cleared, just not charged, I guess. You could say cleared. And now teams who are in a market for a franchise quarterback are being aggressive. And multiple media reports over the weekend say the Saints are one of them. 
They're going to be fighting the Carolina Panthers for Deshaun Watson. It makes more sense to me for the Panthers because of how close he would be to where he went to college and how that community probably would embrace him and not really care about his baggage. It kind of makes sense there, right? But do the Panthers really have enough talent to win now if you add Deshaun Watson? Christian McCaffrey can never stay healthy. That offensive line is eh, okay. Do they have enough playmakers on the edge? Moore's pretty good. But I still think Carolina probably edges the Saints. But you can see a deal done there sooner than later. That leads us to our poll question of the day as well. Our poll question of the day. Because it was a busy weekend in the NFL. Not only the news coming out that Deshaun Watson is being pursued by both the Saints and the Panthers in a trade. Reportedly, it would take multiple first-round picks and players. In regards to the Saints, there's some talk that it could be Eric McCoy, the starting center. Also rumor that it could possibly be Ryan Ramchek. It would not be both of those. It would be one of them and probably multiple picks as the latest, the latest reports coming out of New Orleans for those who cover the team. But that wasn't the only big thing over the weekend. Of course, Tom Brady decided to end his retirement. Apparently, dealing with his wife and kids was enough for him to decide to come back for another year. <laughs> oh, all joking. Oh, yeah, I need to spend more time with my family. It's every time, whether it's a player or a coach, every time they say, you know, I need to focus on my family, eh, they usually don't. They, they they usually unretire and go find a job. And for Tom, it didn't even last, what, a couple of months? So Tom Brady's going to be coming back to the Tampa Bay Bucks. That happened over the weekend. Saints pursuing Deshaun Watson happened over the weekend. Kirk Cousins continually getting paid for being slightly above mediocre. Shout out to him. My man's going to make $231 million in contract money in his career. He hasn't won anything. God damn, man. Man's a hero. And, of course, Amari Cooper being traded from the Cowboys to the Browns. We asked you what was the most surprising NFL news of the weekend. Right now, 55% of you say Brady ending his retirement. 29% of you say Saints pursuing Deshaun Watson. 10% of you say Kirk Cousins getting paid. And 6% of you say Amari Cooper traded to the Browns. Let's get to some comments. Robert Duplachan says on Twitter, Brady was the farthest one from being surprising. I think it was us going after Watson. I think it's a good move for the Saints, but I wouldn't want to give up Ramchek. Yeah. Give up Eric McCoy? Okay. Maybe throw in Pondwater, Andres Pete? Absolutely. Some picks? Sure. Ryan Ramchek, who may be the best right tackle in football? I don't know about that. Ton on Twitter says, man, I just don't understand the obsession with Watson. I've always thought he was overrated. Brady is the new Brett Favre. <laughs> <laughs> He's got like three more retirements in him. I want Cousins' agent for getting an average at best player paid, and Cooper to the Browns will be a lot like OBJ. Tom with a good tweet today. Our guy Darren, number one Raging Cajun fan of RP3 and Company, says, Coop, not a number one. Lamb is the Brown. Lamb is, I'd say Gallup is Darren. I, I think the Cowboys value Gallup because they gave him a massive contract over the weekend too. I, I got to see more from C.D. Lamb. I, I got to see more. 
I can see more consistency from him. But Amari Cooper's no longer the number one there. I think Gallup's their number one guy. Cousins has one more shoe and cannot blame the coach this time. <laughs> the Saints always been a player for Watson even before. Brady's the one who expected Favre 2.0 to happen six weeks later. Yeah, my, my man didn't even wait to like, training camp. Tom Brady's like, I'm coming back now. Coming back now. Our buddy Salty Steve. Watson to the Saints, question mark. Maybe they both will find the happy ending they are both looking for. Well, that's a quality tweet on so many levels. JPK the OD says, while it's been a very while it has been very established that there is no I in team, there clearly is a me. Oh, oh, yeah. Tom, Tommy but here's the thing with these marquee quarterbacks, right? Whether it's Rodgers or Brady, they love the attention. I'm sorry, they just do. They just do. They love it. They love the attention. Brad on Twitter, Gallup getting a $62 million deal, a wide receiver that caught 35 passes. On a side note, get Jarvis, who dat? I've said that. I, I, look, I know he's a slot guy, kind of like what Michael Thomas is. But if you add him to the mix and just let Deontay or maybe even bring back Traquan on a one-year deal and let them be the guy that goes deep, Jarvis, the only thing Jarvis Landry does is catch passes. I, I don't see people are like, well, scheme-wise, you can't have two slot guys. I don't believe that. I don't believe that for one bit. I want as many guys that can catch the football as possible. That's what I want on my team. Jarvis Landry to the Saints would make a lot of sense to me because guess what? You're adding a guy who's unselfish, has no ego, and just catches the damn ball. I think I would want him on the team. Joe Cola. Will Wade fired is surprising? Is it really, though? <laughs> Darren says, bruh, only for a diehard LSU fan. I mean, honestly, it's really not. Like, we, as soon as you said something, you know, they brought up, oh, there's allegations for the NCAA. Yeah, he's getting fired. There's, there's no. Yeah, we talked about the about other it. day that <laughs> I was like, ooh, like the notice of allegations came out, and like, okay, I'm only surprised that they decided not to do it until after the tournament, right? Because it can be a distraction, but they obviously believe that the allegations, which are severe, are so severe and so damning that they had to make a decision immediately. Right. And they waited till the team was eliminated. As soon as the team was eliminated, they decided you're fired, right? So I get that, but I, there was part of me that said, "Well, you know, this team really loves their coach. Maybe they'll keep him and try to make a run in the NCAA tournament." I think if they would have won the the SEC, if they would have won the game against Arkansas, I think they would have kept him throughout just that tournament. I don't think they're going to go to the NCAA because even. Nickelberry said at his presser, he was like, I mean, there's a lot of pressure on me because the last interim coach that came in because of Wade, he won two NCAA games. He won two of them. Correct. They went to the Sweet 16 that year. So he's like, I mean, there's pressure on me, but I mean, I like, think they realize, well, you did it before. We can do it again without Wade. We did it before. That team that did it, though, three years ago was a more talented team. But, Yeah. I understand your point, but that, that was a far more talented and, and deep team than the one that they currently have right now. Let's get to some more comments before we have to hit the timeout. Joe Cola, y'all are active today. <laughs> I love it. love it. Uh, Joe Cola and Darren doing a little back and forth. Woodward was only patiently waiting on opportunity. Darren's like, patiently waiting? 
a perfect opportunity, a year too late. Joe Cola also says, Amari Cooper, after about week 13 with the Browns, and he shared he shared a gif. Feeling a little Antonio Brownish today. May leave work early. I don't know. And that's, of course, Antonio Brown shirtless walking off the field for his last NFL game. Jacques says, give up some picks away in Ruiz for Watson and enjoy the show. Oh, man. <laughs> Darren responds, give up three first-rounders, Davenport and Pondwater. By the way, once again, Darren came up with this, and I've taken it and run it, but I give him full credit. Andres Pete is Pondwater because he moves like Pondwater because Pondwater does not move. That's the joke. Keep those votes coming on our poll question of the day. You guys are being active. I love it. Love it. Keep those comments coming on Facebook and Twitter as well. Oh, it's getting a little bit lighter outside here at Lake Triumph Golf and Country Club. Told you. Oh, yeah. 717 hit. I was like, oh, <laughs> look at Google that Google never lies. <laughs> Google never lies, says five names. Oh, man. We got to take a timeout. Keep voting on that poll question of the day. Leave your comments on Facebook and Twitter. But when we come back, oh, man, we're going to talk a little Raging Cajuns. Big weekend on the diamond. Both softball and baseball were tested, pulled out series victories. We'll recap it for you. That's coming up next right here on The Game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Time to open up the vault for the games this day in sports history. March 14, 2006, New Orleans agrees to terms with former San Diego quarterback Drew Brees to a five-year contract. The deal goes down as perhaps the most notable free agent acquisition in Saints history. That was this day in sports history. We now return to the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. The teams have been selected for the biggest tournament of the year. There's only a few days left to join in in all the action before the first team tips off this Thursday. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers a shot to bet just $5 on any team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. Yep, it's that simple. If they win, you win. DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also bet on college hoops with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code 1037GAME. Bet $5 on any college hoops team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. If they win, you win with promo code 1037GAME this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. Once again, must be 21 years of age to play. Availability does vary by parish. Eligibility restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for full terms and conditions. We've been talking a lot about Will Wade being fired by LSU and the men's basketball team preparing for life without their head coach. The women's basketball team for LSU, they got the three seed in the Spokane Regional. They're going to be hosting the SWAC champion, Jackson State. Well, they'll be doing that on Saturday. 
Of course, we also talked about a busy weekend in the National Football League. Tom Brady unretiring. I mean, is Giselle that much of a handful? Or does he just love football that much? I just have questions. Like, you have a supermodel wife who makes more money per year than you ever thought about making. Yeah, kids, you've won everything. There's nothing else for you to accomplish in life. What you doing? Just saying. I have questions. I have questions. Kirk Cousins continue getting paid. That leads us to our poll question of the day, which you can go vote on. The Saints pursuing Deshaun Watson. Obviously, multiple reports coming out that the Saints are trying to make that happen. They're going to be fighting the Carolina Panthers for Deshaun Watson, the formerly embattled starting quarterback for the Houston Texans. But it was also a big weekend on the diamond for the Raging Cajuns. Softball and baseball. And let's start with softball first. They wrapped up their Sunbelt Series, their first Sunbelt Series of the year against Georgia State. And they dropped a game over the weekend. But they were able to rally, get the job done, and take the rubber match, so to speak, yesterday there at Lamson Park. And they were able to win that 9 to nothing, convincing fashion. Right? Shut out. Not a problem. Scoring runs. They were tested on Saturday. They come back. They win the rubber match 9 nothing to win the conference, opening conference series for them. And they have now won 65 consecutive Sunbelt Conference Series wins. 65. That's phenomenal. That's absolutely amazing. Now they're going to host Texas. The Longhorns come to town for a doubleheader scheduled for Wednesday there at Lamson Park. Of course, that's non-conference. But Coach Glasgow, you know, he was he was proud of his team on Sunday. He was proud about his team despite their youth because they are very young. Despite their youth, never allowing themselves to get two down even after losses. They're young. They're young and bulletproof, you know, and that's that's a good thing and a bad thing. But uh, they're young and enthusiastic and you know, we're, I'm, I'm pleased with most, almost everything about our ball club, except we got to grow up fast. And I think everyone's, that game Friday night maybe, or the game one would, I think will help everyone understand the urgency of growing So they drop that game, they rally, they win the series. You got to like that if you're Jerry for the young team being able to respond to some 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 adversity. And it just it just headed in the right direction. We've talked about this. They're not quite there at the level of Alabama and LSU, the teams that they've lost to, right? In non-conference play. They're going to be good enough to win the Sun Belt, but they're going to get better as the season progresses as well. And coach Glasgow was asked, "How did it feel to win the way that they did in run rule fashion?" Yeah, you know, I mean, anytime you win, it feels good to win. But you know, you look back and you think, how did how did we how did we lose, drop that game and analyze it all? You realize you don't know, like we 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 lost the game ourselves. You know, it, I don't feel like we got beat. I feel like we beat ourselves. And that's what that's what I guess you get into with the young team. We got to get better, and we'll just keep working and work. Taylor Roman has had a rough go of it to start the year for the Raging Cajun softball team. There, there's no other way to describe it. Um, 
she was injured last year, so she's been slow in her recovery, it looks like. And they're trying to find a spot for her. But, man, she came up big over the weekend. You know, got herself a home run, came up with some timely hits. And she spoke yesterday there at Lampson Park. How good did it feel for her and her teammates to win after suffering a tough loss the day before? It shows that how we can bounce back from uh, a tough loss and showing how strong of a team that we are. Yes, we're young, but we're still learning, and you can just see the talent just ooze out of us. There you go. They have talent. They're going to need Taylor to continue to improve, to continue to be a factor if they want to make any sort of run. She's physically immensely gifted. It's just waiting for her to kind of put all the pieces together. That's been the big thing for her. Yeah. And I really, it was honestly fantastic of the style that she did get her home run because we literally had a single, then we had a double, then we had a triple, and ended with her home run. Oh, like so you got the you got the cycle. You got the cycle. But five minutes. So what, they call the cycle, but usually too. <laughs> an individual player gets the cycle. But the team got the cycle there. Oh yeah, that's nice. But it's like, watch, we get a home run now. Come on, let's go. We got a single, double, <laughs> triple. Got the home run. We're like, well, guess what was right. <laughs> there we go. There we go. There we go. So, good weekend for Jerry Glasgow's team. His team was tested, pushed to open up Sunbelt play. That'll help refocus them even more. So it's look, it's one thing to lose to the likes of Alabama or LSU. It's another thing to lose to a Sunbelt team. That's going to be a little bit more sense of urgency for his team. So they were able to respond, come back, win the series, and now they're geared up for a doubleheader on Wednesday against UT. That's right, the Longhorns will come to town. We'll talk more about Raging Cajuns baseball and LSU baseball later on in today's show as well. We'll touch on what they did over the weekend as well as McNeese. That'll be coming up. But after this timeout, we're going to talk all things LSU. Of course, Will Wade saga over in Baton Rouge. Where does the team go from here? We'll also touch on a little baseball with our friend from the Louisiana Radio Network and Tiger Rag Radio. Jeff Palermo will join us live next right here on RP3 and Company. You're listening to the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Here on RP3 and Company, we talk about the sports you know and love. Baseball, football, basketball, and soccer. Isn't this great, man? I love soccer. Here we go, Galaxy. Here we go. Okay, maybe not soccer. But we'll try to do our best. Back to more knowledgeable sports talk with RP3 and company on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. The Hangout Music Festival is returning this summer to Gulf Shores in the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles has your tickets to this epic weekend of music. You can score VIP passes by becoming a member of the Game Rewards Club at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com. Don't miss the return of Hangout Music Fest featuring the likes of Post Malone, Halsey, Doja Cat, Megan Thee Stallion, and more. That's Hangout Music Fest, May 20th to the 22nd in Gulf Shores, Alabama. 
win VIP passes from the game. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Welcome back to RP3 and Company as we're broadcasting live from Le Triomphe Golf and Country Club, home of the Chittimacha Louisiana Open, presented by Mistross. We'll be here all week, RP3 and Company, and of course, footnotes with Kevin Foote as well. Should be an amazing time. It always is. The sun has started to come all over the horizon, so to speak. Still a little blustery. Still a little chilly this morning. Still 53 degrees out here in Broussard. Wind is blowing through the flags of all the past champions that I see in front of me here on the course. So if you're headed to work or headed to school, like my daughter is, Hattie Elise Parch, better known as HP1, make sure you have a windbreaker. Have a little coat with you. Make sure you're bundled up to be prepared for the day, whether it's for school or for work. But right now, it's time for us to talk all things LSU, the Will Wade saga, and the baseball and softball teams, if we have an opportunity. Our next guest, our first guest, rather, of today's show is the man who's the sports and news director for the Louisiana Radio Network. He's also co-host of Tiger Ag Radio. So our good friend joins us every Monday morning, the one and only Jeff Palermo. Jeff, good morning, brother. How are you? And there's Jeff. There went Jeff. Jeff is gone. Jeff is in the ether. Apparently, the Will Wade saga is just too much for Mr. Plermo. <laughs> we'll be efforting to get Jeff back on the line here. Oh, once again, blustery conditions out here today. We're at Leitrioff Golf and Country Club. It is the home of the Chittimacha, Louisiana. Open, presented by Mistross. We'll be here all week. RP3 and company and footnotes with Kevin Foote. We're going to have a great time as always. But look, if you're just now waking up, getting ready to go to work or go to school, make sure to bundle up. It's 53 degrees this morning. It's blustery. Wind is blowing everywhere which way. So make sure you bundle up. Like if you're my daughter, Hattie, Elise Parch, better known as HP1, heading to Grand Coteau Elementary, bundle up. Make sure you have your coat. Make sure you stay nice and toasty warm. I'm wearing a coat right now. Let's see if we have Jeff Plermo back. And he is back. He's the man who's the sports and news director for the Louisiana Radio Network, also co-host of Tiger Rag Radio, and a man who's immensely busy, the one and only Mr. Jeff Palermo. Jeff, are you there? We lost Jeff again. I hope this is not a indicator of how the week's going to go. <laughs> he doesn't want to talk to me. <laughs> he, he apparently does not want to talk to us. Uh, I'm not for sure what's going on there. I'm not for sure what's going on there. Hopefully we'll get Jeff back on the line yet again so we can discuss the Will Wade saga at LSU. Where did the Tigers go from here and why did they decide to make the decision now instead of waiting until after the tournament was over? Hey, 
and see where they go from here. Once again, interim coach. All right, let's head back out. Jeff, good morning. Are you there, bud? I can hear you this time, Raymond. Sorry, I uh, when the music went away, I never heard anything. So it's okay, bud. You had a long weekend. You had yet yet plenty to to worry about this weekend. It was not a relaxing weekend <laughs> for Jeff Palermo. So <laughs> it's 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 okay. So all right, bud. Let's start right off the bat. Why do you believe LSU decided to make the decision on Will Wade? on Saturday instead of waiting until after a tournament run was in the books? It's a good question. Um, you go you go by the letter that or the letter that LSU President William Tate and Athletic Director Scott Woodward wrote to fans Saturday after the decision was made on um, Saturday to fire Will Wade and Yes, we just got to go with the sentence here that they said they can no longer subject the university, Department of Athletics, and most importantly, the student-athletes, to this taxing and already lengthy process without taking action. And it's the responsibility to protect and promote the integrity and well-being of the entire institution. The student-athletes will always be paramount. I don't know, Raymond. Hard to explain because you don't know what they knew beforehand. Before they got the notice of allegations, how much did they really know what the NCAA was investigating, what recruiting violations Will Wade allegedly committed? Maybe after they got the notice of allegations, they looked at it and said, man, this is worse than what we thought. Oh, the team just left for Tampa today. Let's just take a look at this for a few days, and then when they come back, to the S- when they come back from the SEC tournament, we'll make our decision. Bottom line is, is in my opinion, I mean, we, we all knew that this day was was inevitable. Ever since Will Wade's voice appeared on an FBI wiretap discussing a financial payment to a recruit, and really, when you look at it, in the end, this this was a, a move that should have occurred back in 2019. Is LSU trying to save face by now terminating Will Wade? Uh, is LSU trying to tell the NCAA, okay, now we know how serious this was. We weren't exactly sure because we, we had questioned Coach Wade and we didn't know about some of these other allegations that have been brought up. I don't know, it, more, it, it's hard to explain that your question or, or give you a good answer without really having it come out of the mouths of either William Tate or Scott Woodward. What stood out to you from the notice of allegations now that's been reported on by multiple outlets over the weekend? What really stood out to you that surprised you about what was mentioned in there? Well, I, the, the fact that you get hit with the dreaded lack of institutional control and that it spans – now, granted, this also involves the football program, which we knew was coming as well, all the way back to 2012, and then continues – to June 2020, which includes the time that Scott Woodward was athletic director, which also tells you that um, the NCAA learned of further instances of uh, recruiting violations after that FBI wiretap came out. Um, That this was, (laughs) even though uh, apparently or allegedly Will Wade tried to maybe try to do a better job in covering his tracks, 
he didn't do so, that the NCAA still is finding things that, that he is doing. Um, and and I, I understand there's probably some LSU fans screaming at the radio saying, well, all the programs do that. And I get that. I understand that. But the problem is the NCAA is investigating LSU. <laughs> They're not investigating the other schools, and that, that's potential or that's potentially an issue to also be discussed, but um, LSU is the one one under the microscope here, and so you got to, at least for us, we got to focus in on what's happening here with LSU. So um, just, uh, yeah, I I think out of the the biggest ones, the the hush money was that, that one raised some eyebrows where Coach Wade allegedly paid a, uh, a fiance of a of a player to keep quiet about the benefits that they were that a, a, a certain student athlete was getting. I mean, I think that was that one kind of ra- that one raised my eyebrows. Anyways, I'm like, okay, that's an interesting one. And then, it, it, but it kind of uh, pulls back the curtain on, on what what happens here or what was happening, and especially in the world of college basketball, in order to um, to get these players to sign at your university. Yeah, it takes that it, uh, for a lot of in a lot of ways. I mean, the real the reality is, for a lot of programs, it takes that type of thing to get the type of players you need to win ball games. Yeah, I mean, and that's right. That's what it boils down to. That's the that's been the the not so dirty little secret for college basketball for what twenty plus years or even longer than that. All right, one more, Jeff, and I know you're busy, but so I'm gonna I'm gonna let you go on this. So they have an interim coach once again. Uh, Scott Woodward huh, comes in, they win the national title for football, then he has to replace a football coach, a gymnastics coach, the women's basketball coach, baseball coach, and now he's going to have to replace the men's basketball coach. He gets another opportunity to put his stamp on the university he loves. Uh, how long do you think it's going to take him, and how thorough do you think the process is going to be, and do you think he's going to try to get a big name to come in to LSU, even with possible – I don't know, postseason ban or violations or some type of punishment that NCAA on the horizon? Well, you know sanctions are coming, and that's why it's going to be a tough sell, in my opinion, to recruit a coach to come here to LSU. Now, maybe a coach looks at it and says, okay, I'm going to have a long leash to work with here that I'm going to be given time here, and I know I'm going to have to go through some difficult years. Um, and and then hopefully I can you know get things up and running after whatever sanctions are imposed on the program, whether it's the ban, whether it's a reduc- uh, postseason a reduc- a postseason ban or reduction of scholarships. You would think during this process, though, and, and and again going back to the letter from President William Tate and Athletic Director Scott Woodward, in there. It says that the university and its men's basketball program have operated under an exhausting shroud of negativity. So, so Scott Woodward is well aware of the situation. You would think that he has identified some guys. He's had plenty of time to identify some guys to attract to this job. Uh, now, I mean, it could be just like the case of uh, a Lincoln Riley. He could he could be interested in that guy, but Lincoln Riley may have some other thoughts and. While Scott might be interested in a few guys out there, there may be some people that are not willing to come to LSU under no circumstances. So, uh, and especially these that the program now faces itself. 
I, I think it's going to be until at least after the Final Four before he names a head coach, and I would imagine it's going to be another lengthy search. I mean, uh, it took a while before LSU was able to land Brian Kelly, and I, I understand that a lot of that was just kind of waiting for the regular season to end. The Jay Johnson search before uh, Scott Woodward named a new baseball coach. That was a fairly lengthy search as well. That was well beyond June by the time they uh, they hired him. So it's I think it's it's going to be another long search, and um, I don't know if it's necessarily going to be a big name um, coach that comes here. Jeff, appreciate your time, brother. Thank you for connecting with us this morning. Enjoy the rest of your day and enjoy the week, my friend. We'll talk to you next week, bud. All right. Sounds good, Raymond. Thanks. We're going to take a timeout. We'll wrap up hour number two here of RP3 and Company coming up next right here on The Game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Don't forget to vote on our poll question of the day. You can find it on Twitter and on Facebook for the game. What was the most surprising NFL news of the weekend? Was it Tom Brady ending his retirement? Was the Saints pursuing Deshaun Watson? They and the Panthers are the front runners there. Was it Kirk Cousins getting paid yet again for being mediocre? Or was it Amari Cooper being traded to the Browns? 53% of you say Brady ending his retirement. Keep those votes coming. Keep those comments coming on Facebook and Twitter as well. Hour number two in the books, hour number three. Going to kick it off with Jay Walker, longtime voice of the Raging Cajuns. Going to talk for Million and White next right here on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Live from the Delta Media Studios in Upper Lafayette, here is the producer extraordinaire, Hannah Five Names, and your big, bald, beautiful host, Raymond Parts III, better known as RP3. Back to RP3 and company as we broadcast live from Latrion Golf and Country Club here in Broussard. This is, of course, the home, the longtime home of the Chittimacha, Louisiana Open, presented by Mistross. And we're going to be broadcasting RP3 and company right here all week, as will Kevin Foote in footnotes right after us. Yeah, we're here every year. Love being out here. When I say this is one of the best events you're going to be able to attend in Acadiana, I'll go ahead and be bold enough to say this is going to be one of the best events you'll be able to take part in if you haven't, in the entire state of Louisiana. It's just that good. It's just that good. They know how to treat you. They know how to treat the fans. The grandstands here on the 18th green, because that's where we're set up. We're set up right across from the 18th green. Um, they, they're red this year, bold colors. It's a great event. Danny Jones, the executive director, and his staff, as well as the Corn Ferry Tour, they do an amazing job here for the Chittimacha Louisiana Open, and we'll be here all week. And that's due to a big thanks to our sponsors. That's right, got to make sure to give them a shout-out 
for making this possible. Tibbs Trailers. When you think in trailers, you're thinking Tibbs Trailers. Whether you tug it, tow it, or transport, Tibbs Trailers is your headquarters for enclosed, flatbed, or hydraulic trailers. You won't find a better selection than Tibbs Trailers between Scott and Doosan. Rope, soap, and dope. Acadiana's workplace authority for more than 20 years. They offer supplies for all your industrial safety and janitorial needs. You can visit them online at ropesopendope.com or visit their showroom on Highway 90 to find out how they can help your business. The Cigar Merchant. You're always welcome to light up at the Cigar Merchant, Acadiana's premier cigar and pipe tobacco shop located right there in the oil center. And, of course, Golf Connection USA. You can go visit them at golfconnectionlouisiana.com. The tailor-made stealth driver that we've talked about, it's available there. Also, a large variety of golf bags and shoes. Go visit them at 2009 West Pinhook Road in Lafayette. We've covered a lot of topics today on RP3 and Company. Will Wade's firing the NCAA tournament. Deshaun Watson being coveted by the Saints and so much more. It's time now for us to talk all things Raging Cajuns. And there's no better pe- person to do that with than the longtime voice of the Raging Cajuns, Jay Walker. Listen up, UL fans. It's time to talk all things Raging Cajuns with the longtime voice of the Raging Cajuns, Jay Walker. Here is Colin Cajuns on RP3 and Company. Jay, good morning to you, brother. How are you, my friend? I'm I'm just uh, I'm just lovely. I was going to yell four, and then I decided not to. <laughs> thank you, thank you, Jay. <laughs> thank you, Jay. Uh, how, Bud, let, let's start there. How are you on a golf course, my friend? I, I would assume you got a pretty you got a pretty good game covering sports as much as you have uh, over the years. The last time I played golf was approximately forty five years ago. <laughs> okay, okay. What about coming out to the golf course, having a couple of brews, and watching the tournament? You down for now, that? Now, now, I I conceivably could do that. The only problem is you got the Pro-Am Wednesday. I've got baseball in Lake Charles. And then Thursday the tournament starts, which is when I leave for Troy for three this weekend. So I think I'm going to have to pass on that. You'll be well, we'll keep you here in spirit, my friend. Not to worry. Good. Not to worry. Good. All right, let's talk about this baseball team because they were tested. University of Houston, the Cougars, they're, they're, they're a damn good baseball program. And they came in and fought with the Raging Cajuns, of course, the first game on Friday got postponed to be completed till Saturday due to the lightning and to the severe weather, the showers that came through the area. But what did you make of Matt Deggs' team being pushed, being pushed into a corner, responding in a big way, especially on Sunday? I don't want to. I don't want to throw shade on anything, but I thought they should have swept them. Um, I was very disappointed with the relief pitching on Saturday. Um, you know, you got. You had guys come in that, that, you know, are supposed to be a whole lot better than what they showed. Uh, and it was uh, just a very poor for, uh, performance. And, you know, this team, you know, is, started to break, is starting to break out offensively. And they, you know, for, for a change, didn't face the elite pitching that they had been facing. And so they, it, it, I was encouraged that they were able to go out, hit the ball, and score runs. Um, but, you know, they, they've got to be able to figure out who they can depend on and who they can't on the bump. And um, I, was ju- I was just disappointed when I saw Saturday, honestly. I, I went into that series believing the Cajuns could sweep. 
And, um, you know, I look, you'll always take a series win, okay, because that's just the way baseball works. But I, but I, was, I was disappointed they didn't sweep. Did the change, Jay, do you think that played any role with having the game be postponed to be completed until Saturday? Do you think that threw things off a little bit for the, the, the relievers, or do you just think they just didn't have their stuff? Well, you know, I think that possibly it did because I think if you finish that game on Friday, you know, Brandon Talley was in a rocking chair. He, he was, he was going to go ahead and finish him. Um, and then, you know, the, the, the storm came, and so you had two innings, and Talley now was burnt. So you, you take Saturday starting pitcher, uh, Bo Bonds, and you let him go ahead and finish uh, that first one. And then you have him for three innings in the second one. If you're able to finish the game Friday, now Bonds gives you five, and maybe you do something different with your bullpen. So yeah, it could have had something to do with it, just from a just from an inning standpoint, I think. Obviously, you felt like they should have swept Jay, and and that's fair, absolutely. But anything really stand out to you that really was impressive by taking the series? over Houston? Well, you know, I like the way they swung the bat. Uh, I wanted to see their bats wake up over the weekend, and they did. Um, they had, uh, you know, they had some clutch hits. Um, they hit the long ball. They had, um, they did a lot of good things offensively. Made a couple of errors defensively, but but they weren't a big deal. And, and I got to tell you, you know, the word is going to get around. Do not run on Julian Brock. If you try to run on Julian Brock, he will embarrass you. And, uh, you know, he threw out another four guys uh, over the weekend. He is a weapon back there, and he is going to keep people uh, from taking an extra base. And, and that's big in the game of baseball. That, that, that is huge for them uh, in, in the game of baseball. All right, let's turn, uh, turn the page. They're above 500 now after the weekend series. Uh, we're gearing up. Conference play will begin sooner than later, Jay. But what do you think is this team's right now their biggest strength here on March 14th? Um, you know that's a that's an excellent question, and it's one that I haven't thought about. Um, I think right now the middle of their lineup is probably their strength. I also think, for the most part, their starting pitching is good. I, I still think that they're trying to find out which three guys need to be the guys going out on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I don't think they're going to throw out Tommy Ray with the bathwater just because he had a tough outing on Friday. He's still one of your guys. And Jeff Wilson's going to be the Sunbelt Conference Pitcher of the Week after a masterpiece um, yesterday in the game against Houston. Um, the Bonds is he better off at the back of the bullpen or as a starter? Uh, do you do you say okay we we've, we've stretched Tally out and now he's given us five six innings? Are we ready to move him into a starter's role? I I still think there are questions to be answered there. I think defensively they're okay. Um, you know they when they get Marshak back and it's it's still probably going to be a couple weeks, but when they get Marshak back. And they can go ahead and move Rockefort to first base and, and, and Robertson to third. I think it plugs just about all the holes they have. 
McNeese has had an up and down season so far. They're a young team. They had to replace some significant uh, players from last year's team that made it to an NCAA regional. But what can you see so far that – what kind of challenges, rather, Jay, are the Cowboys, Justin Hill's team going to present to Matt Deggs and company come Wednesday night? Uh, it's McNeese. They always present challenges. Uh, That's true. You know, McNeese and the Cajuns, when they get together in baseball, they get after each other. And uh, McNeese always seems to play well. Uh, against the Cajuns. I remember last year, you know, Austin Perrin went down there and shut them out through five innings. Uh, and then, uh, you know, somebody came in out of the bullpen uh, and McNeese scores five runs and they wind up winning 5-4. I, I think that this is a team, especially when you play them in Lake Charles, that you better be ready because they're going to be ready. And I don't care what their record is. I don't care what the good stuff is that they've done or the not-so-good stuff. Justin Hill is an excellent baseball coach. And he will have that team ready to go on Wednesday. And let me tell you something. He will really have that team ready to go at the end of May. Um, I, 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 I like the job that he does. I have a ton of respect for his ability. His players respond to him. Look, there's going to be a dogfight on Wednesday now. I, I'm just telling you what I know. We're talking with Jay Walker, longtime voice of the Raging Cajuns. He joins us here on RP3 and Company as we're broadcasting live from Lake Triumph Golf and Country Club home of the Chimacha Louisiana Open, presented by Mistross. All right, bud, I know you have to be on the call for baseball and you don't get to see softball that much, but just from a competitive standpoint, Jerry Glasgow's team gets tested, right? They drop a game to Georgia State, and yet they respond in a big way. They win the series. How big is that for such a young team to be tested like that by a fellow Sunbelt team and be able to respond and answer? Well, Jerry's not going to be happy because, look, Georgia State's not a good softball team. I'm, I'm just, you know, let, let's just put this on the table. So I'm sure that Jerry's not totally happy that they dropped the game there. But they did respond well. And as a, as a young team, you gotta, you got to see how your team responds when they fail to do something that they, that they know they should have done. And um, I thought they did a good, a good job of that. You know, this is... This is softball, okay? And you cannot look at this, especially with a young team, with a football mentality because it's going to drive you crazy if you try. Every game is not Armageddon, all right? And this is a, this is a long conference season. This team is going to do nothing but get better. And they're going to be the team that you want them to be by the time May rolls around. But there's going to be a, a bump in the road here and there. Now, they've got a chance to, uh, to make a little statement with Texas coming in this week. Um, but at the same time, you know, what, what's, the, what's the old saying? Youth will be served, but sometimes they're served as the main course. <laughs> and um, so you got to be, you know, got patience, guys. Patience. Got to be patient. All right, bud, we'll get you out of here with one more and let you enjoy the rest of your day and gear up for the press conferences that will be held later on today. We're talking with Jay Walker, longtime voice of the Raging Cajuns. All right, but we talked about this last week, and, and I actually agree with you uh, about Bob Marlin. I think he deserves the opportunity to come back if he wants to, right? And if he wants to come back and coach this team, I think he should be allowed to do so, and I think he's earned that right. You and I are on the same page there. When do you anticipate a decision being made on by Bob if he's going to be coming back or not? Well, you know, first of all, I don't know that that's Bob's decision. Um, you know, I mean, that that's is fair. Dr. Sablon, Dr. Maggard, 
will be the ones who decide whether to give Coach Marlin the opportunity to return. Uh, and then it would be up to Coach Marlin to decide what he wants to do. I, I, I think it'll be this week sometime. You know, Coach, um, after the uh, tournament was over, you know, he, uh, he went home uh, to be with family, uh, laid his mother to rest, and now he's had the weekend. My guess is Coach Marlin and, and Dr. Maggard haven't spoken at all except perhaps uh, as a, you know, a, a word of condolences. Uh, I would expect that they're going to meet. I'm going to say either today or tomorrow. Uh, and so, so sometime this week we ought to know. Now, you know, uh, you know, fans always say, you know, when is an announcement going to be made? Well, you know, you don't usually call a press conference to say that you're not making any changes. So, um, you know, just uh, everybody just, you know, watch this space. I think at some point in time uh, we're going to find out. But um, I would imagine it's going to be this week sometime. Joe, appreciate your time as always, brother. Enjoy your week. Enjoy all the games. Be safe out there. Be careful, my friend. And we'll talk to you next week, bud. I'll look forward to it. In the meantime, uh, use sunscreen. <laughs> Thank you, Jay. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, are you tired of living with chronic pain, knee pain, joint pain? Listen carefully, because now there are new treatments available. And I'm not talking surgery or steroids. These are regenerative treatments from the medical professionals at QC Kinetics. Hi, this is Raymond Parts III, better known as RP3. QC Kinetics is the leader in these exciting biological therapies that help restore and repair damaged tissue in your joints with lasting results. If you got pain in your knees, shoulders, hip, or back, joint pain that won't go away, you need to check out these new treatments with astonishing patient satisfaction reports. They can actually help your body restore and repair itself with no downtime, no drugs, no surgery. Call now to schedule your free consultation at QC Kinetics, 337-243-4222. You need to learn more about how biological therapies are changing the way we think about dealing with joint pain. It's exciting stuff. Don't wait. Call today. QC Kinetics, 337-243-4222. That's 337-243-4222. We got to take a timeout. More RP3 and company coming up. Update that poll question of the day. We'll take your phone calls as well. 337-706-0111. That's the hotline. Give us a shout if you want to. You're listening to RP3 and company live from Lake Elf Golf and Country Club, home of the Chittimacha Louisiana Open, presented by Miss Strauss right here on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. RP3 grew up dreaming of one day playing right field for the Atlanta Braves, just like his hero, Dale Murphy. I wanted to grow up and be Dale Murphy. Little Raymond, though, wasn't quite the caliber of athlete of his childhood hero as his lone highlights as a ball player were being beamed twice in the head. That actually explains a lot. Back to more RP3 and company on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station.
Welcome back to RP3 and Company. You know, we're out here all week at Lake Triumph Golf and Country Club, home of the Chidmatch Louisiana Open, presented by Mistross. We'll be here every day out at our trailer. Hey, if you're out here, you're coming out for the week, you're coming out for the Pro-Am, you're just coming out to be a spectator, come holler at us. We'll be here in the mornings. Myself and, of course, Kevin Foote and Footnotes. But here's the thing. I'm going to be taking part in the Pro-Am on Wednesday. Uh, it could be bad. It could be so bad. It's going to be so bad it's going to be good. And look, if you missed out on being part of our Pro-Am, the game Pro-Am at the Chittimacha Louisiana Open, well, guess what? You got another opportunity to golf with your boy RP3. That's right. The game 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles wants you to be part of our team at the Lake Charles Championship that's going to be next week. They were supposed to launch it two years ago. COVID happened, got canceled. Last year, still recovering for the Hurricanes. They couldn't do it. So they got pushed to this year. Inaugural Lake Charles Championship. It's a Corn Ferry Tour event. So whew, we're excited to be over there. We're excited to be a sponsor, be collaborating with them. If you want to golf with me over there in that program, you still have that chance. You can win a dozen golf balls and a spot on the game foursome with yours truly. That's right. You can golf with the big, bald, and beautiful one in the Lake Charles Championship Pro-Am on Wednesday, March 23rd. To enter for a chance to win, simply text NUGGET to 68683. That's NUGGET to 68683 for a chance to win golfing with the RP3 contest presented by the game Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. I'm just wondering, where do they yes. pick the word nugget? Did you make that word? You said you want to with that word or no? Because the golf course is there at the Golden Nugget Casino in Lake Charles. Ah. Thus, nugget. Got you. I just want to um, update you. So, ooh, ooh, as you I, said, I love updates. As you said earlier, I took a picture while you were trying to put a, a $5 ring light together. Um, of literally just your glasses because that's all you could see from inside the trailer at yes, 5.30 well, this see, morning. See, you should have been taking photos that early in the morning. <laughs> I wasn't prepared. It was just funny. All I see is two little like, glasses, little squares floating yes. around. Well, I posted a picture of you with a light, and I said, he has been found. Don't worry, guys. Uh, Ton has responded back and said, where's Weirdo or Waldo, the game edition? Thank you, Ton. <laughs> this is why I love our listeners. Oh, that's amazing. That's amazing. Danny Jones. Where are you broadcasting from, sir? I'm broadcasting from the home of the Chittimacha Louisiana Open presented by Miss Tross, my friend. What's up? What's up, bud? Danny Jones just stopped by. This man's everywhere. I'd when you're say. the executive director, you're popping in, you're popping out. What about the poll question of the day, five names? Where do we stand on our poll question of the day? Well, let's see. On the Twitters, let's go back to our little profile here. Did you say the Twitters? Yes, it's the Twitters and the mm. book, the ba uh, the book of face. So, <laughs> our poll question right now is: What was the most surprising NFL news of the weekend? We have Brady ending retirement, Saints pursuing Watson, Cousins getting paid again, and Cooper being traded to the Browns. Uh, leading it is Brady's coming out of his retirement is forty eight percent. With 30% for the Saints pursuing Deshaun Watson, which, I mean, I don't know about that yet. Um, Cousins getting paid again, 10%, and bottom of it is Cooper being traded for the Browns, 
Um, I just... Uh, lots of Saints fans. Look, you're not the only one. I, I know diehard Saints fans that are torn on this. And look, there's some fans, we talked about it earlier in today's show, five names. There are some Saints fans that are all about it. Because Deshaun Watson is considered by many to be a top ten quarterback, a dynamic playmaker. He has won. He is a dynamic playmaker. And by all reports, he's a leader and a good teammate, both in college when he was at Clemson, winning national title, and since he's been with the Houston Texans. So he checks a lot of the boxes. And for a lot of Saints fans, they're like, this is great. Bring him in. They'll, they'll make us a contender right off the bat. I don't know what you would need to do to give up what you would need to give up to get them. That's one. Are you having to give up multiple starters across your offensive line and multiple first-round picks? Is Deshaun Watson worth that? I don't know. But let's take just the football stuff, the logistics stuff aside. Diehard Saints fans are torn on this. I mean, they just, ones that I've spoken to, are torn on this because on one hand they know how much better their team would be with Deshaun Watson but on the same hand they're fearful of do they want to be associated with someone that was accused of really terrible heinous behavior right yes a grand jury did not decided not to charge him so he legally there's nothing there Right? There, there's nothing there. Well, see, what aggravates me most is that we, you think about it, every single NFL team, all of them have their own type of culture. The baggage that Deshaun Watson brings with these allegations, no matter if he was indicted or not indicted, which, you, you know, of course, as you see all the reports, he was not indicted, is a point that he still was brought up on these allegations to begin with. With 22 women, which we know 22 different women, just because, you know, one person comes out and says, hey, this happened. Of course, other men are going to go and come out with it, but they know there's at least one that that might actually be true. And to know the type of culture we are as Saints fans and how we are as people and how we get along with people when we see them, that baggage, I think for some Saints fans, why it's tearing them apart, they don't want to have Deshaun Watson because they're like, we don't want to be associated with that because that's not who we are as New Orleans and the surrounding areas that are diehard Saints fans. So, But they have... Brought in guys with questionable backgrounds, right? They they they've they've brought in multiple players in recent years. Jameis Winston had sexual assault allegations and other things attached to him during his time at Florida State. Okay, he was not a choir boy. They still brought him in, right? You know they 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 brought in another guy that has had issues before his name escapes me. I just I'm just having a uh I'm just having a brain cramp so to speak. But he was, you know, being arrested. He was facing charges and they were waiting to bring him in to to, to sign him. This was a couple years ago. Not to mention that the Saints were involved with the helping the Catholic Church in New Orleans deal with its the abuse claims and were were helping in part of the PR there. So, yes, they have a culture, but I'll say this, and I've said this before. Teams are in the business of making money. Teams are in the business of football, and football is good, and football makes money. So, if getting Deshaun Watson 
helps you win games, which helps you attract more advertisers, which attracts you getting more fans in the seats, which helps you sell tickets, which helps you sell merch. You see where I'm going here. That's Those are the decisions they make. And you can't – I never expect – I hope – but personally, I never expect my team to follow the same moral compass that I do. Because you're always going to be disappointed because they're not going to do that because teams are businesses. Yeah. And businesses are in the business of making money. And sometimes you take chances on guys or gals, individuals, with questionable backgrounds and questionable behavior because it helps your bottom line. Plain and simple. So... I understand your frustration because you're not the only one. Uh, male, female, black, white, it does not matter. I've reached out to several different people, and a lot of them are torn. A lot of them are torn. And this is not even a done deal yet. So there's some anxiety involved with Saints fans. We'll talk more about this, about the fact that the Saints are battling the Carolina Panthers to get Deshaun Watson in-house with our third and final guest of today's RP3 and company. John J. Hendricks, the Como High legend, our friend from Sports Illustrated, will join us next live to discuss all things Saints. You're listening to RP3 and company as we broadcast live from Lake Triumph Golf and Country Club here for the home of the Chittimacha Louisiana Open presented by Mistros. You're listening to the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. RP3 doesn't play around when it comes to his personal life. I got one NFL team, I got one college team, I got one Major League Baseball team. And the big fella's also monogamous when it comes to his sports fandom. That's what I got my merch for, that's who I support, period. Call me old-fashioned. The end. Call me old-fashioned, that's fine. I'll be old-fashioned. RP3 is just committed to providing you with great sports talk here on The Game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana. Sports Station. In Louisiana, there are thousands of miles of utility lines and gas pipelines buried just beneath the surface. Sometimes multiple lines are in one area. So if you are a contractor that you've hired is digging a hole to put in a new fence, a pool, or for any other reason, even if it's just minor landscaping around the house, you run the risk of hitting an underground line by digging only a few inches. What happens then? Maybe you only knock the power out for your entire neighborhood, but sometimes there's an explosion with injuries and even death. It happens every single year, and there's a very simple way to avoid it. Before you dig, call 811. Call 811 two days before you dig. Tell the operator your address, and someone's going to come out and mark the location of buried lines so you or your contractor can avoid them. It's simple, it's free of charge, and it's the law. Louisiana 811 operates 811 as a public service, and to promote public safety, Louisiana 811 and the game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, remind you, call 811 and know what's below before you dig. Don't forget to vote on our poll question of the day. What was the biggest news for you, most surprising news of the weekend concerning the National Football League? Was it Tom Brady's unretirement? Was it the Saints pursuing Deshaun Watson? Was it Dallas Cowboys shipping Amari Cooper 
off to the Cleveland Browns? Or was it Kirk Cousins still getting paid? This man is going to make $230 million just in contracts for being a slightly above mediocre quarterback. Bravo to him. Can't knock the hustle. But right now it's time for us to talk more about the Deshaun Watson news about the Saints pursuing trading for the former embattled starting quarterback of the Houston Texans with our good friend from Sports Illustrated, the Como High legend, the one and only John J. Hendricks. John J., good morning to you, brother. Uh, it's another offseason for the Saints, and just it, it just never stops being interesting, does it? <laughs> yeah, you're right. I mean, it's, uh, you know, to answer your poll question, the best way I could put it is yes to answer that because all of those have been crazy. But, yeah, look, it just doesn't stop for the Saints. And, I mean, again, I always joke and we, we talk about it, but, you know, covering this team for 10-plus years now, it, it's just one off season is not as dull as the other, and this one seems like obviously it's the most important off season. But, man, it has been absolutely crazy. And uh, to see you across the NFL, and new season's not even here. Yeah, it's – it's oh, man, it's, it's not even officially the off season. Okay, let's start with this Deshaun Watson. So where do we stand logistically on what the Saints would have to give up to land the former Pro Bowl quarterback for the Houston Texans? Yeah, look, I mean, again, the the Texans' asking price, again, is the three first-round picks plus more. So the compensation is going to be pretty tremendous. So, again, you're looking at, for the Saints, they'd have to at least give away 18 this year. 2023, 2024 first round picks, um, which again, you can kind of look at how they've drafted over the past few years, um, hasn't exactly set the world on fire. So, again, that's one of the things. I think the other picks are what's concerning, and then the players that would be involved. I think that's the other domino to fall because you look at Ru- what Russell Wilson got, it was five picks, three players. Um, you know, and again, Watson's obviously considerably younger. Obviously, there's a lot of concern there. I, I think the general belief is team doing their homework and feeling like everything is I guess behind them um, behind Watson is, is the, the thought process because again the guy's carrying a lot of baggage and this is a lot of things to, to look at and obviously you don't want to diminish anything that's been said but you know look you're going to have to have uh, throw in some second round picks I don't know if that's this year it's probably next year you're going to have to look at your third round pick um, you know Houston already has your third round this year because of the Bradley Roby trade and so, again, you're looking at an overhaul of picks and some players, and that's where it kind of gets a little bit interesting. And because you look at this team, they got some depth at pass rush. Maybe it's a Peyton Turner. I don't think trading Marcus Davenport makes sense. I don't think, obviously, with restructuring Cam Jordan and Tano Passignon, that doesn't make sense. And you just signed Carl Granderson. So, again, it's a lot of moving parts and pieces. Obviously, the biggest takeaway is the Saints are interested. Deshaun Watson has a no-trade clause. And so he kind of gets to pick where he wants to go, and obviously he's going to visit teams, and uh, that's expected to be before the new season starts. That sure does seem like a whole lot of assets for Deshaun Watson. You're talking three first-rounders, multiple second-rounders, and we're talking a player. Everything's been mentioned from Andres Pete to Eric McCoy to maybe even Ryan Ramchek. As someone who covers this team, is that too much of an asking price for a guy, especially when this team has needs across its offensive line, at running back, at wide receiver, and more, John? Yeah, look, 
I would say Ramchek doesn't make sense, right? Because they just restructured that contract, and that would just be – that would make absolutely no sense. Now, the thing is, again, you look at if you were going to pull off a trade for him, then, again, you don't have draft picks to backfill and get wide receivers. You don't have guys to get for your left tackle spot. I mean, there's just a lot of, of things and question marks there. And the biggest thing is, man, you know, uh, and we've talked about it in the past, I think the best option is for them to sign Jameis, get him a two-year deal, make it work up, worth up to $50 million, put some bonuses and incentives in there, and just be done with it because it allows you to get creative and free agency. You don't have to go sell the farm for this guy. I, I think that, you know, going with Winston wouldn't be a bad idea here. I just feel like it allows them to fix more of those offensive needs and um, it saves you a virtual PR nightmare. But, again, them being this interested is, is really something for sure. And, obviously, they didn't get on any of the quarterbacks that they kind of set their sights on. But, you know, again, you look at this thing, um, I think it's a pretty hefty price to pay. I would understand it. But at the same time, how they fit everything in in such a tight window when the season is right here on our, our, our doorstep, that's what I don't think is going to happen. We're talking with John J. Hendricks. He covers the New Orleans Saints for Sports Illustrated. He joins us here on RP3 and Company. Fans over the weekend, because I know you're connected and I know they reach out to you, John, I, I see this being a big issue for a lot of fans. For some fans, they don't care. It's their team. They don't care. They know that the players uh, misbehave. They know that the players are accused of severe things. They know that the players do things that are, you know, disgusting, right? But they don't care because yeah. they only care about their team. Others, they do care, and they're feeling a little off today. And I've even seen media members, both male and female, feel the same way about covering this team. Just give me your thoughts here about, about that, just yeah, personally – about this situation because literally it's just been a few days since a grand jury decided not to charge him. Yeah, look, I mean, again, you have 23 allegations of sexual misconduct. I mean, you can't just ignore that, right? I mean, you just can't. And, and I get where things went from the proceedings, but it's still a hard look. And I, and I get it. He's going to land on a team, and this is going to follow him no matter where he goes. So it doesn't matter if it's Carolina. doesn't matter if it's Pittsburgh. No matter what team – he goes to this is going to follow him and that's just kind of the shadow that they live in right and so uh again when you look at all the allegations you look at everything i mean this is something serious and just because you know things obviously the grand jury cleared them of any criminal wrong wrongdoing that doesn't mean that I don't, I don't feel like this just goes away obviously and there's just a lot of pieces and parts to it and again um i i think the best course of action is to keep going and look at your options with guys like Jameis Winston. Look at even Jimmy Garoppolo. I just don't know if you want to take on this nightmare and a headache. I get he's going to win football games for you. I get that things are going to happen, but at what cost? And I know this is a business, so this is what obviously winning matters and you want to set a good precedent. But at the same time, you know, this is a, a PR nightmare. And, again, I look at other things that's happened to this team, right? You look at what's happened with the whole Drew Brees thing in the locker room, and they were able to overcome that. They were able to overcome, obviously, the, the controversy behind the kneeling that happened a few years ago. I mean, it's not uncommon for them to deal with a lot of these types of things. I just feel like this one is kind of one of those sections where I can understand both sides to it, but at the same time, um, you know, 
I wouldn't be surprised they lose fans to it. And, again, that's just a risk you're willing to take, and it's a hard thing. Does Deshaun Watson have a lot of talent? Yeah. Could he help win football games for any team that he goes? Absolutely. Is that cost pretty hefty from a logistical nightmare and a PR nightmare? Yeah, absolutely. And so I would think that, you know, this wouldn't be in their best course of action. But, again, I'm not the one who signed the checks, and I'm not the one who's trying to win football games. I just covered this team, and, you know, I would be a little bit hard to say I think this is a good move for New Orleans. John, we'll wrap it up with this because I made this point earlier. Yes, you know, they have a culture, and they have things, and, and they want to have stand-up guys and things and guys that do great things in the community. But they brought in Jameis Winston when he had baggage dating back to his college days. They have brought in other guys mm-hmm. with severe legal issues off the field and brought them in. Not to mention Gale and the ownership was trying to help out the Catholic Church down in New Orleans with their sexual abuse um, situation. At the end of the day, it's a business, and the Saints are going to make a business decision, aren't they? Regardless of fans may be upset by it. Yeah, and I agree there. I mean, that's just the the cold hard truth of it. And again, you don't want to diminish anything, but again, it is a business that you know the way they feel with this roster. They do feel like they can compete, and they feel like that they're on the verge of a playoff spot. And I think even with Tom Brady coming back, it puts even a little bit more pressure on them right now because they don't have an answer right now at quarterback. And the thing is, if they wait too long, they're going to miss out on Jameis, and they're going to miss out on Deshaun Watson. So the only option that they might have is a Jimmy Garoppolo at this point, a guy who's been coming back from a, a shoulder surgery on his throwing arm. So, again, again, I would understand it as a business decision, but, again, you're going to have a lot of pushback. It wouldn't surprise me to see a lot of things come out from this, just from a, from I, I don't want to say a protest standpoint necessarily, but there's just a lot of ramifications for making a move like this. And so, again, we'll see. You know, because, again, Watson's going to have a lot of say in this. And, um, you know, what ends up happening with them ultimately is going to, you know, seal a lot of fate for fans. And so, again, I would understand both sides to it. But, uh, you know, they've navigated some things in the past, but this is slightly different. And I'd say slightly, using that very loose, it's, it's really completely different in this aspect. It's fascinating. It's going to be fascinating to see what happens. We do know this, John. You and I missed an opportunity years ago to develop into just a above-average mediocre quarterback for the NFL because we could be getting that $231 million career earnings that Kirk Cousins is getting for being Man. slightly above-average. Yeah, look, I could throw check downs all day, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I feel like I'd be pretty good at it. So. Oh, we missed it, bud. We missed it. Keep up the tremendous work, brother. We'll talk to you soon, my friend. Try to get you some rest. All right, yeah, we'll do. Thanks. We got to take our final timeout of today's show. We'll come back. We'll finalize the poll question of the day, and we'll get you set up for Kevin Foote and footnotes. That's all coming up next right here on The Game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Oh, man, it's been a great day out here, great morning. Even with it being completely cloudy, you can't see the sun out. It's now daylight.
as we're wrapping up this Monday edition of RP3 and Company. Once again, we couldn't be out here at Lake Trinoff Golf and Country Club for the Chittimacha Louisiana Open presented by Mistross, which we'll be doing all week without the help from our sponsors. Once again, got to thank Tibbs Trailers. You're thinking trailers? Think Tibbs Trailers. Whether you tug it, tow it, or transport it, Tibbs Trailers is your headquarters for enclosed flatbeds or hydraulic trailers. You won't find a better selection than Tibbs Trailers between Scott and Doosan. Rope, soap, and dope. It's a Kadiana's workplace authority for more than 20 years. They offer supplies for all your industrial safety and janitorial needs. You can find them online at ropesoapanddope.com or visit their showroom on Highway 90 to find out how they can help your business. The Cigar Merchant. You're always welcome to light up at the Cigar Merchant. They are Acadiana's premier cigar and pipe tobacco shop located right there in the Oil Center. And Golf Connection USA. You can find them at golfconnectionlouisiana.com. They have that tailor-made stealth driver that you've been hearing about. And also a large variety of golf bags and shoes. Their store, 2009 West Pinhook Road in Lafayette. Let's check in on that poll question of the day that we had today for you it was about the busy weekend of nfl news what was the most surprising nfl news of the weekend 55 percent of you say tom brady ending his retirement 32 percent of you say the saints pursuing deshaun watson eight percent say kirk cousins still getting paid oh man can't knock the hustle that man just knows how to get money or and five percent of you said amari cooper being traded to the cleveland browns thank you to all who voted on our poll question of the day I want to take a moment to thank our guest, Jeff Palermo from the Louisiana Radio Network and Tiger Rag Radio. I want to thank him. I want to thank Jay Walker, longtime voice of the Raging Cajuns. Talking Raging Cajuns. And, of course, our guy, John J. Hendricks from SI Now. We went with three J's today, five names. Good job planning that out. We did. I'm so glad that foot's getting warmer behind you putting his jacket on. <laughs> Your Hannah Five Names is glad that Kevin Foote is getting warmer behind you, behind me, by putting on his coat. That's good. That's good news. Say hi, Kevin. <laughs> Wave, Kevin. There we go. <laughs> That's going to do it for today's show. We'll be back out here tomorrow from 6 to 9. Kevin Foote and Footnotes is up next. But for the producer extraordinaire, Hannah Five Names, I'm Raymond Parts, the third better known as RP3. Until next time, be safe out there. Be kind to one another. We'll talk to you soon.